You're listening to Super Power Up with multidimensional master, superpower expert, and former counterintelligence agent, Tonya Don Reckla. If you're ready to disrupt reality, then sit down, strap in, and prepare to experience the show that proves there is no spoon. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, your superpower expert. And again, of course, I'm laughing because I have the amazing job of being able to connect with these fantastic people prior to the show. And then when I go to record, it's like I'm already on cloud nine because I just got to experience them. So this today's show is no exception to that. And I'm so elated to have with us today, Gustav, ta-da! And then we're going to talk a little bit about the name. Um, but, but we're talking today about disrupting the human condition. So make no mistake about it, folks. I may be happy and joyful right now, but this is this is a deep conversation and we can still have fun with it, which we're going to do. But Gustav is, um, the reason why I'm so excited is we're gearing up for Burning Man and he's a burner and he's been involved with both Borderland and is the founder of Urban Burn. So this is so exciting, but they do things like talk about like leaderless leadership and what is that? So really pushing the bounds of what we're capable of, what's possible, what we kind of given our kind of natural state of existence, what do we gravitate to, right? If we're not impeded by constrictions and limits and rules and regulations, which, you know, we're, you know, I'm counter Intel, former army. So I'm kind of a rules and regulations girl, but what happens when we start questioning that and looking beyond that and what's possible and what's the balance in that? And so this is a really yummy, yummy conversation that we're going to have here. But he's in Sweden. You Are you, Gustav, you're in Sweden right now, right? I am in Stockholm right now, yes. Yay, very cool. So so thank you so much for, you know, taking some time thank out you for and having me. joining us. Yeah, I, anyway, I'm just excited. Like, I kind of wish we were sitting having coffee together. <laughs> I'm excited too. Hug, but. Yeah. <laughs> Well, very cool. So in addition to being this amazing person in the world, he's about to be a new dad. And so big kudos to you and congratulations on that. Thank you. Uh, we're so excited. So you have to make sure to send pictures when when, when we get to <laughs> welcome. Well, do you know if it's a boy or a girl? It's a girl. Uh, yeah. Well, we're, we, we'll, we're we, energetically we call, welcoming we call, her. We call her, we call her Danta because then it becomes Danta Tada. <laughs> All right, I can't get into that yet. I have to ask the first question and then I want to hear all about the names. So first and foremost, what are your superpowers? What are my superpowers? I I am good at talking. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think that's I, I I just been really good at, at storytelling mm. and getting really big complex ideas and then just putting them together into really like attractive uh cute little stories that makes people feel like they can be a part of it so that's mm. really what i do you know both as as a leader in a in a community and a community organizer a lot of it is storytelling and getting people to understand the grand narrative and how they fit into it and also that's what i do professionally as a speaker or as an organizational developer and leader and and, and coach you know that's it is so focused around like storytelling so, so I, yeah, it's it's like the analytical mind, like but connected to the storytelling. I think that's my my superpower. I can really, really appreciate that because one of the techniques that we work with a lot is um, we've called it by different names, but but the more popular one is story crafting, and it's the idea mm -hmm. that we we write the story. You know, we are the story writers, and really looking at we have a pure experience of something, and then we immediately allow an aspect of us to overlay it with the story of it, and. 
when we can recognize that tendency and catch ourselves in the moment, we get to take control of the story. And yeah. so it, it's this really cool awareness of like, you're doing it anyway. You might as well write a story that sounds good. <laughs> yeah. You know, you might yeah. as well write one that's fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and that is as true as in the internal story and the personal development part and, and your, your, your storytelling about you. Uh, but it's equally true as in the grand narratives, because it is as we are telling the stories together that they become reality. Um, and and this that's how all of our society is shaped. It is to the mm. collaborative crafting of, um, of structure, of society, of symbols, of gods, right? Well, we actually take it further. And, and one of the sections that we teach is kind of this internal external game. And we encourage people mm -hmm. to use the projection to move the internal game and vice versa. Because if you're willing to look at the projection as simply a, re a reflection of what's happening internally within you, you have two really phenomenal playgrounds, the macro and the micro yeah, to, yeah. to play with. And it mm -hmm. informs everything. And so we kind of take this both angle approach and, and run with it because if yeah. we can start looking at the all the different aspects inside of us, you know, one of the techniques I teach people is like, you know, every morning wake up and have a little board meeting and be like, okay, where's everybody sitting? And this is internally like, like, oh, mm -hmm. chaos wants mm -hmm. to do this today. And oh, this one wants yeah, to do this yeah, and start yeah, naming yeah. them or whatever. But then if you want, yeah, yeah, I, those characters I have some names. I have projection. Yeah, I have some name, names for my characters too. Yeah, I, uh, that, I that was actually brilliant. an art project. That was an art project at the Borderland, which is the Nordic burn that I've been organizing. Um, one of the art projects one year, uh, there was a group that built, there was a pond. So they built a, a, a dome next to that pond uh, covered with like branches and old leaves and stuff. And then you had to dive into the pond. You got naked and you dove into the pond and then you could swim into the dome from below. That was the only way you can get in and when you came in this was the beaver temple and when you came in there it was uh, an old man who would do schizoanalysis of you uh, basically finding your own your, your all your different personalities and then you got to name them you got to sit there and write in a, like a big old book of you know the pictures of dead people and you got to like find a picture that you could uh, this is my, this is that person and that person and you got to name them Mm. And that and and you were like in there for an hour naked with this weird, which he ha that guy also happens to be uh, on the jury of Swedish Idol, so he's like the Simon Cowell of Sweden, <laughs> and and you wouldn't know. So you're like diving in and naked, and suddenly you're in there with this like the guy from TV, and he's standing next to you being naked. <laughs> <laughs> and talking about your sub-personalities and trying to give them names. Oh my gosh, was, everybody who's not a burner is going, what the? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's um, things happen. Wait, so is he naked too? No, he's not naked. No, he's that's only fair. And, I mean, come yeah, on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's very, oh, and, and it starts with a mirror and you get to look at yourself naked in the mirror and oh, tell beautiful. tell the story of what you see. And Yeah. Oh my gosh! So that's, you should that's um, things things yeah. we play with in in this in this world. No, you had me at water. Like the fact that you have <laughs> a burn that has water is like what you know because because we're all used to the desert. But it's um, yeah, yeah. you know Neva, our, our daughter, tells a story about we experienced the human carcass wash at Burning Man, and mm -hmm. um, it's uh, and again like I get it like this really pushes people's boundaries and, and pokes at them and stuff like that. But the 
but you being able to kind of roll off the tongue with like nakedness and this is this and you're exposed and you're real. I mean, it, really a lot of the work that we do is helping people recognize that this concept of transparency isn't a choice. Like you're broadcasting everything, whether you like it or not, whether you're aware yeah, of it yeah. or not, like there is no private thought. There is no, like people have, you know. And that is even more true now with the digital world, right? Yeah, uh, it's, yes. it's uh, to a massive extent and, you know, and most of it you're not even aware of. Mm -hmm. And, and it's not, it's not a question of something like, oh, is it good or bad? But the, it's kind of the evolution of humanity is a story of interconnectedness as well, we develop more. Yeah. Well, and ultimately like the shows, you know, disrupting the human condition, but it's really rewriting the story of the human condition because you're, you just oh, yeah. hit on it. Like the idea that in some way that's a deficit or in some way that's a threat mm -hmm. to us in any way, or this transparency concept threatens our privacy. I mean, the, the story of privacy was the fictitious part not yeah, yeah, yeah. the transparency, yeah. you know? And I think that just like with everything, what you identified, the technology is just reflecting to us what's happening in that internal game. I, I would even argue that uh, technology is the most human thing that exists. It is your, what your separates quote, technology us. forces us to become human. That's yeah, brilliant. yeah. It, 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 is, it is what makes us different from every other species. Uh, it, it's, uh, and, and I, I, Technology, if you extend what that, a lot of people use the word technology to just describe, you know, everything that was invented after I was born. But technology is the history of humanity. The, the printing mm. press that for the first time enabled for normal people to understand that this king, he was not a god. He was just like us. But <laughs> you require, <laughs> you, you know, you require, it, it requires some kind of basic education for everyone to be able to understand what everyone else is understanding so that they can see that we're equal. And mm. for that to happen, it requires the printing press. So it's the printing press that enables for democracy to happen. It can never happen without that, right? Mm. Uh, or, or for that matter, the written word, the fact that we can mem remember things from generation to generation without it having to be a generational whisper game. You know, how <laughs> telephone. Deep, you know, how deep the written language goes in us that we see it as a part of us, right? And and it's a technology. It's a technology mm. just like Facebook. <laughs> and and that is the history of humanity is the history of technology. And we have always been it and co-evolved with it. Right? So so that's <laughs> <laughs> you're like it's, i'm just gonna let you run. Like, it's so beautiful but i want i want to jump in here real quick because i i want to dive into this more and i promised that we would get mm -hmm. to kind of the name game that you're talking about and let's but let's take a quick break before we do where can we send people i know everybody's very fascinated with you and, and where you're coming from with this stuff where can we send them to find out more information about you so so you can you can google my name gustav Tara, and it'll probably be in some headline of this pod i guess and then you can find my webpage. you can also follow me on on facebook uh, like my page on facebook i think those are the most or i'm on instagram and stuff too yeah so wonderful well we're going to take a quick break do not leave because we are diving more deeply into this we're talking about disrupting 
the human condition. Stay with us and we will be right back. Are you here to change the world? Do you talk about things like vibration, frequency, awakening, and consciousness? Are you pretty sure you have superpowers? The Superpower Net is unlike normal coaching programs and conscious communities. We provide training, intuitive guidance, peer-to-peer learning, intensive one-on-one coaching, and a high vibrational network of people just like you. When you join the Net, you get 24-7 access to a collaborative group of people who support you as you master your personal power and unlock your superpowers. If you're ready to use your superpowers to change the world, then join the Superpower Net today. Visit superpowerexperts.com slash the net to learn more. Awesome. We're back. You're listening to Superpower Up. I'm Tonya Don Rekla, and we're talking with Gustav Tada today about disrupting the human condition. So we have so many juicy angles that I want to go down. But first and foremost, like you told me that your name, Tada, is a, is an assumed name, right? You crafted it for yourself. Talk yeah, to me about yeah. that. Me and my wife got married a year and a half ago, and we felt we needed a new name that gave a little bit of more of an accent to our existence. So we ended up with Tada. It's a very good stage name when you know when you're introduced on stage, Gustav. Ta-da. Oh, I'm having a blast with it. I'm like, this is <laughs> except <fun."> like, <laughs> you know, except all, all, all the people who are like scared of offending me. So they're they like, is it Gustav Tada? Tada. And they really and people get really, really afraid of you know making a joke out of a serious name. Oh my goodness. So I just jumped right in and made a joke of it. Oh, it's so wonderful. So the, so let's talk a little bit about this technology concept because, and, and, and a little bit of our backstory on that. We, you know, my husband and I came out of the counter intel government kind of world. And so it's kind of funny that, that we were in this really hypersensitive, super protected, need to know classified space and coming out of that, we can say, hey, you know, we really think that there's a better way. There's even a lot of intel folks that are coming out speaking very vocally about o- open source and the value of it and really yeah. deconstructing this kind of secrecy component and what has it really gotten us. Um, and so, so we're, you know, we kind of have our uh, finger on the pulse of all of that. But when we came out of government and started in business, uh, Neva was two at the time and we didn't really know what we were doing. And Justin um, ended up taking a contract in Afghanistan so that we could continue to kind of pursue this. And, and in the midst of that, you know, Neva was moving out of the just content to kind of sit there and be quiet into this, hey, I, I want an experience in the world too. And so I was trying to reconcile that with our pact to allow her to be involved in our business lives and to not separate her from that. And so I reached out to Justin. I said, hey, are you okay with me getting her an iPad, right? That's against all the rules. You're not supposed to let a two-year-old have a digital screen and blah, 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 all this <laughs> stuff. But I'm like, I can't keep pretending that she's just going to sit there and be quiet. To me, that's more detrimental than providing her something to entertain her that's, that allows me to have a business conversation. And, um, and so that was the solution we came up with. Right or wrong, it's what we did. And what we have seen unfold from that place is nothing short of miraculous. Like she's capable of so much more. And so, so we really struggled with that tech piece because it's like, okay, do you put limits on it? Do you not put limits on it? What do you got? And so we kind of took the approach with it that we took with just about everything else in parenting. And I was like, look, we can't keep her from it. We all know prohibition doesn't work. We can't, we can certainly control her, but that wasn't really our goal with parenting anyway. And so it was like, well, how about what if we just give her the tools to discern for herself? And so we started teaching her resonance, like what feels good in your body to witness and what doesn't. And when she willingly about five different times took YouTube off her own iPad 
because she found herself going down a trajectory and she's like, eh, it didn't feel good to watch those. So I just took it off my iPad because sometimes I don't have the control to not turn it on. So mm-hmm. I just removed it. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. uh, you know, if our adult clients Boom. have that sort of wow. control, you know? And wow. it's like- how, how old is I, she saying that? Um, she was she was probably three the first time she took, like she, she didn't know how to take it off, but she came to me and asked for help with it where she was like, yeah. this doesn't feel good. Right. And, and uh, her language, of course, what I remember of her language is probably different yeah. than what her actual language was, but yeah. that's what I internalized from it. Yeah. And, um, and then just, you know, by empowering that it was like, Hey, and I mean, even the other day, she's like, mom, I learned how to watch a video on my phone and on the iPad at the same time. And I was like, huh. I said, are you afraid that your mind's going to like melt out of your ears? And She's like, no, <laughs> she goes, don't be dramatic mom. And I was like, okay. And I was like, well, what's the, and so I just dialogued with her about it. Like, what do you think mm-hmm. the benefit is of that? Like, do you think there's some hazard to consuming material in that way? And she yeah. can really speak to it. And so, so again, monitoring that with the, obviously she's extremely well socialized. She runs her own podcast mm-hmm. and all this other stuff, but um, it, that's a really long, like personal story to say like that it's, it's a, it's a, um, container that we've really been present in the middle of yeah. and so, looking so, at so, it from different angles. So, so after this, um, um, all the raving about the fantasticness of technology, you know, the other side of it, 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 it is really creating a new class society, right? Cause, cause what te- what the technology, um, what freedom that te- comes with technology, what it enables is for people who are talented, people who've grown up in the right family, people who have access to money, uh, education, you know, they can take care of themselves in this constant stream of opportunity, right? On the other hand, those who can't, those who have stronger addictive behaviors, those who have, you know, uh, not uh, grown up with as high uh, self-esteem, as high uh, level of of self-knowledge, they uh, can just as easily be drawn the other way. So, mm-hmm. so it's 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 also like a scary amplifier of of class mm-hmm. differences of, mm, of who that's a beautiful is, way to say and, it. And it, it's really creating a new a new class society on on an, another that is um, uh, stratifying society in another way, right? And and we're seeing this because you you have the same technology that is making you know such a huge difference for your daughter for me or you right it's the same technology that puts people locked up uh, in their basements addicted to porn right mm-hmm. it's and and, and yeah. or gaming or whatever addiction that you can feed through this and well, that's exactly hatred on the seeing. internet and the loneliness that comes with being locked in into this system because mm-hmm. what it's saying is that because opportunity is there because freedom is there you have to take responsibility for yourself and we do not yeah yeah what's funny is that that conversation is invading just about everything so so my husband justin we we launched a cryptocurrency angle to our corporate counterintelligence firm a uh, Mm -hmm. a couple years ago now and so he speaks on a lot of big stages about um the dark side of blockchain and stuff like that but we're seeing um, a couple of years ago, I got the hit that the companies that are going to make it in the future will have to stay ahead of technology and ahead of consciousness. Well, what you're speaking to is what happens when technology outruns consciousness, right? When we allow technology to supersede and we haven't bolstered up our own internal consciousness or our yeah. ability to kind of yeah. kind of maintain that self-dominion. 
And and exactly, and and it's not just about you know you or about the few, but it is about everyone, and and that is the, that is the issue. We do not have the social structures to pick up those who are falling behind on mm. a uh, psychological development level, right? So so, so what do you think is going to happen? What do you uh, think well, of that? I, I, I think that, that 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 we are at a point where it becomes a necessity to have a kind of like a a socialized uh, you, you know a co- collective program or system for large scale personal development because I don't see uh, that that I, I don't see any um, hope in lifting those who are behind and and having them to you know in terms of inequality not just in financial but in psychological inequality that requires a major uh, you know societal change so we're well, not just well here in sweden it's it's you know it's 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 a given that healthcare is socialized and you have you know um, government healthcare for all that's in all the western world except us so so you'll be getting there but but the next step is that that needs to happen for psychological development like yeah. we we if we are still supposed to have a democracy we can't have all these people who are lagging behind in terms of psychological development because they will vote for trump right that's so so we and and i i see you know burning man or or these uh, events or these or what you're working with is a part of that infrastructure of course a hundred percent. And the message we got so clearly was that there it's it's a it's a progression, right? And so so we started out, the message I got was very clear, like we need to teach superpowers and you need to awaken millions. Yeah. Like that was that was the guidance. It was pretty clear. I'm sure yeah. many, many, many of us got that message. So when I started out, I was like, cool, I'll just teach people superpowers, not a problem. Well, I found exactly what you're speaking to. People didn't have the foundation to hold it, right? So now it's like, yeah. okay, how do we create this foundation that stands on top of most personal development kind of spiritual growth models, which is what we did. Well, then what we found was exactly what you're speaking to. And my belief is, is that we're still in the social proof phase. We, we're still with the onesies and twosies. The last numbers that yeah. I heard was about 1% of the population is having these kinds of conversations. And of that 1%, less than 5% yeah. will actually embody it, will actually take action with it, will, will allow their reality so, to shift. That's such a small portion, but we'll get to the tipping point where we can create mass consumption. Yeah. So, so, so I mean, the key to personal development that if, if you decide to work with personal development, you've already gone you know, 80% of the way. <laughs> so already, <laughs> if if someone is making an active choice to listen to this podcast, to go to yep. Burning Man, to go, yep. you're already psychologically privileged, right? So Ooh, so I like you, that. both you and me, we are not reaching the mass. We're not mean, reaching the people who will mm-hmm. need it. As long as this is like, oh, you have to find your way. Mm-hmm. To so, so just as we teach everyone to read and write, we need to have those structures. We need mm-hmm. to have a, a way to teach everyone basic basic psychological literacy, and that well, is, that is a pol- the con- that's a political project, not just a you know 
it, it is a social, it is an entrepreneurial project, but it's also a political project. Well, right. Of course, the entrepreneurs are going to lead the way. I mean, we just we can pivot so much faster and then to get the institutions. I mean, there has to be convergence around it. I absolutely agree. I'm super fascinated with the divergence convergence conversation. But most entrepreneurs will give up before the real convergence happens because it's yeah. it's challenging. Right. It's hard work. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, and, and a lot of us, you know, convergence is like death to the divergent thinker. Right. And so we battle yeah. that internally. But let's go back to the comment you dropped about Trump. And in a lot of ways, it that's you know, I, I just kind of laughed at the whole last election because it's like, dude, the rules of collective consciousness are when we're done with something, it's done. Like it can't exist any longer. And so to like point fingers at, at a single like archetype or avatar is is missing the conversation. And I think what you're speaking to is so brilliant. That is how something like that happens, right? It, it has nothing to do with the fact that Here's a single person that was able to wield that much power. We no. gave it to him. We not only did we give it yeah. to him, but we we asked him to take it. We knighted him with it, and but for a reason, right? And we're missing the opportunity to learn and to change the dialogue if we want to blame and claim victim status and all this other stuff. Like it is ours. We did make it, no. and we get to no. unmake it if we want to. But we can't unmake it by ranting and raving and pointing fingers and calling him names. Like it's not going to work. No, 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 no. I mean, it's it's just the logical conclusion of you know decades of dismounting the uh, the the national education system. It's, well, I believe uh, it was the catalyst uh, uh, we've all been waiting for. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you could say that, but it could also <laughs> it could also have been prevented. You know, that's that's uh, not like well. Yeah, that's that's, that's, a, a, that's, that's the most. Pro- I, I agree. That's the most productive way to see it now, but that doesn't change the fact that it could have been different, right? It's, oh, yourself. So, well, but it couldn't, given how we how we walked toward it. So yeah, absolutely. No, we could yeah, yeah. we could have changed the journey for sure, but. You know, but, this but is it's, as good it's, as any other catalyst, right? It, but but it also may you know you could also say no, you couldn't because the this, I mean, the American dream is so ingrained in uh, in 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 your in the collective consciousness of of your nation, and mm-hmm. and what that is saying is this you know the false promise that everyone can make it, and you know even though we know that social mobility in the US is lower than you know any of the the european uh western countries that have more socialized systems that like that you have more of an opportunity to change your um your class or your status in in uh, europe than you have in the us and still you know you cannot take away that idea that i can become a millionaire Right. Well, I can you, make but, a difference. But, you, but what you spoke was is interesting because you said we know that upward mobility is, is, is greater in these socialist countries. But that but we don't know that like that's a that's a um, it, it's a perspective that you're absolutely right. Like you can't it's challenging to be able to hold multiple perspectives. And so I think that really what it comes down to is we don't know that that's not somebody said something the other day about how psychologically oppressive the U.S. is. And it's like it's really one of those things that it's like, wait, what if. That's true. And, and what, what, what have we gained and at what cost? I think it's a phenomenal well, social inquiry. So, yeah. And, and so, so it's, it's just freedom is just a 
two-edged sword that is brilliant you know you have to believe that you are free for you to be able to make change to your life right so mm-hmm. it's 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 a very productive thought that i am in control and i can make a difference uh and, and then at the same time that means that if you are failing it's your fault if you identify right? with it the, the, right so there's a difference between right, the experience right. Ab- of absolutely. it and the identification of it mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So one's a motivator and one stagnates. So it's a difference yeah, between you know, Carol Dweck's work and mindset. Like, are you, is it a fixed growth? Absolutely. A fixed mindset or a growth mindset. And if you're willing yeah. to use it as a motivator to say, and I have to take ownership of that and I'm going to use it to motivate me. But if you yeah. use it to define yourself in a box, the second you're not doing that, you're absolutely right. It, it erodes our definition of self. Mm-hmm. A- absolutely. And what you are describing is what you only can realize if you're in the upper class of psychological development. A hundred percent. Maslow's hierarchy, <laughs> right? So, and, and that's, yeah. that's the hero's journey, right? That's the freedom and the privilege. And I've said that before. I said, I get that I have some very privileged perspectives. And from my vantage point, I freaking earned them. Like I battled through the gates of hell and danced with the devil. And I get that in this lifetime specifically, I designed myself so that I could expedite that journey. I chose white middle-class America. You know, I chose a particular kind of structuring so that I didn't, that wasn't an impediment this lifetime. So I could have this very privileged perspective. Now I may, when I die, I may find out, you know, I'm full of shit and all of it was false. And I just made up this really pretty story, but I'm having fun with it right now. So, you know, that's kind of my take on it. So obviously you and I could talk for, I don't know, years on this stuff. <laughs> um, and, and I love the fact that that you're willing to kind of poke at these things and prod them and say, hey, what were the implications here? Do we want to continue this? And is this the way? And I 100% agree with, with the construct yeah. has to change. Like we have to offer a different paradigm. Um, otherwise, change it isn't sustainable. Like it, it has yeah. nothing to sit on top of. Um, and so you all, you all listening, you, you know, you hear the call, you know, what's necessary within some of these in- infrastructures and in, um, industries, um, we've got to start looking at, are we attending to this, right? It's great that mm-hmm. the advancements in technology, but who can hold them, who can really sustain with that and who can run that fast and not self-destruct, mm-hmm. right? Cause we do mm-hmm. see this game self-destructing people, like really, truly taking themselves out, mental illness, um, physical mm-hmm. illness. Yeah relationships, businesses. I mean, we're seeing the impact of people running too fast and too far ahead without making sure that that internal structure is sound, that, you know, cities, Mm -hmm. states, countries aren't exempt from that law either. So, um, you know, you know, Gustav and I, we're going to change the world and save it. And you all can just kind of hang back and listen to the podcast. Just kidding. (laughs) I know what you all are doing. I get to hear about it. You, you know, it's just going to take all of us kind of chipping away and, and all this stuff. Um, but in the interim, Gustav, let's remind people where they can go to find out more about you. I uh, yeah, just you know, yeah, just Google me. Um, <laughs> there are some podcasts available. Uh, did, did you find me through Eamon Armstrong's podcast, or was that was that it? It was Burning Man, I, their newsletter. Oh, oh, my newsletter. That yeah, what, what really about piqued that my podcast, interest was leaderless there leadership. Was, um, yeah, so, so there was a podcast on that by Eamon Armstrong. The, he runs a uh, podcast called uh, Life is a Festival, where he interviewed me. So that's how we uh, got connected. So that's a podcast you can listen to. Perfect. Um, then we'll sure then I talk more too. about the leadership part, because we never got to any of the actual like leadership organizational development stuff. But we'll do that in a uh, 
Well, we'll have to have you back on the show and we'll dissect that too. So, but yeah. I, I enjoy you and I honor you and I appreciate the work that you do in the world. Keep pushing those boundaries. You and, too. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for inviting to, me. This is, this yeah. has been fun. And I was, it, it's, I, I did an intent. I, I realized I, I dropped into the uh, Swedish socialist uh, pocket here, but uh, that was not my intention. I love it. Uh, but, I think it's important it's, to present it's, it's, that. I, I think it's fun. I, at some way along the way, I, I realized it was fun to play that story, you know, because that's a story mm. too, just as as uh, whatever uh, American dream story you have. <laughs> we have our we have our little stories, and I, I don't think any of those stories are really the ones that are going to take us forward. But I I, I really. I think the main grand narrative that I've I've uh, landed in the last couple of years is this like this urgent necessity for large scale psychological development and and not mm. just for for us you know you and me who go to Burning Man and find you know purpose but for everyone and mm. that that is Beautiful. if if we are going to keep this all thing together, you know, if we're going to stop global warming, we can't even do that unless we first reach people. That's it's, it's the, um, it's the um, catalyst for change. It's the, it's the starting point. It's uh, really um, developing people psychologically and spiritually. Well, it's interesting because I wrote an article, um, and then and then we will wrap up. But it's it's entitled "Do You Suffer from Premature Collaboration?" And mm -hmm. it's speaking to <laughs> at a different level. It's speaking to what you're talking about, which is like we cannot collaborate until we help people yeah. become whole in in and of themselves. Because otherwise, we move into these toxic situations of cooperation, collaboration, where everybody's yeah, yeah, trying yeah. to find themselves, right? And that's not where those solutions exist. Yeah. So, um, I, I, uh, I had that conversation today. All these companies that are getting their corporate values, knowing what they find important in the world. It's just the problem is that none of their employees knows what they find important. Right. And, and they're so, not articulating so, and it, training it, inculcating and, and, it. Exactly. They're, they're talking about the we bef before anyone knows the I. Like I, Ooh, it, there's yeah. no point in talking about what we want and what we find important unless I know what I want and what I find important. And there's, there's yep. studies on this, on like motivation in, in companies on that, that working about collective values do very little difference when companies talk about <laughs> these are our values. What makes well, a difference yeah. if you work with personal values in the corporate settings so that their employees know what's important to them then we can have the conversation about our corporate values, but there's no point well, that's, in corporate that's values unless you have personal ones first. When they try to overlay holacracy onto Zappos, right? Yeah. Everybody mm -hmm. wanted to point fingers at holacracy and saying, well, it's a broken system, but it's like, you can't, like there is some personal development that has to happen. In fact, that's where we start people is mastering your yeah, personal yeah. power. Like if you don't yeah. know that conversation and not, are not clear on who you are, then you, you really don't have anything to offer a collaboration. And, um, and, and and that is that's this example of not realizing the privilege of psychological development. You know, having mm. people who are so natural in this, like, hey, wow, this world is tactile. I can have an take initiative, and I can take leadership. And then just you know, assuming that if you build a structure where everyone can do it, everyone will, mm -hmm. but not everyone has 
the, the psychological tools to be able to step into that. So you need to couple it with psychological development. Otherwise yeah. you can't change the structures. And that's- I uh, agree. Uh, well, we, uh, again, uh, this is a whole other conversation. So we're <laughs> yeah. going to wrap up. Post, okay, let's, time, let's try we to will, stop. We will come back. Um, thank you. And congratulations to you and your wife. And congratulations to this amazing being who chose a really fun ride. Um, and we're excited <laughs> to, to help welcome her into the world. So thank you for sharing some time with us and for all the amazing stuff you do in the world. And to everyone thank out you. there, as always, we appreciate your loyalty. Thank you so much for listening. Um, and until next time, go out uncover your superpowers and change the world. Take care, everyone. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today.